Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. For my fellow perfectionists out there, this can be really tough because you're going to have to embrace the fact that you might produce some B minus work. And I know that can be super hard to stomach. As a perfectionist myself, I totally get it. But the thing is, and I really want you to hear this, B minus work can change people's lives. Work that you don't produce or that you don't finish at all does nothing in the world. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that has the power to majorly change your writing practice. We're going to talk about the three main roadblocks that sideline many writers and many people in general and cause them to get stuck in a cycle of inaction. Not only that, but I'll walk you through specific ways to start taking massive action, getting more done, and achieving those big results you really want. Now, you might be thinking, we're going to really talk about taking action. I mean, that sounds easy enough, right? I mean, you just sit down and you do something. But I think you and I both know that just doing something is not always as easy as it sounds, especially when it comes to our writing. As a developmental editor and book coach, I work with many, many writers who have been stuck at the starting line or in the middle of a draft and who are not reaching the goals they've envisioned for themselves. And usually it all comes down to mindset. So much of writing or editing a book has to do with managing your mind. And there's no getting out of having to manage your mind either. You can understand story structure. You can study all the books and take all the courses on character creation or world building or whatever it is. But until you understand that what you think about is going to create the emotion that either drives the action or inaction, you're never going to take action. I'm going to say that one more time because it's really important. What you think about and how those thoughts make you feel creates the emotion that drives your action or your inaction. So if stress, fear, and panic are fueling the actions you're taking, you're not going to be able to produce results at the level that you want to produce results. So in this episode, I'm going to share three mental or emotional roadblocks that might be keeping you from taking action and getting further with your writing. Reason or roadblock number one is that you're stuck doing a bunch of busy work. So I don't know about you, but I can remember times back when I was first starting out with my own writing that I was working my butt off and trying to get things done. I was all over the place connecting with writers, trying to build an author platform, filling out questionnaires about my characters and my story world, reading all kinds of books about writing, taking online courses about writing, you name it, I was probably doing it. 
But the problem with all of this was that I wasn't taking action on the things that could actually take me to a place where I could A, become a better writer, and B, finish my draft. I was just doing stuff that I thought I should be doing. And I was exhausted all the time because to some degree, I was really just chasing my tail around and around. Now, this type of busy work or this kind of busy hustle we can sometimes find ourselves in is really just produced by negative emotions like stress, fear, and panic. So in hindsight, I realized I was trying to do all these different things because I was so afraid that if I didn't catch up and learn all the things or do all the things that I would never write or publish a book. And the thing is, is that even if I did all the things like take a course on writing dialogue or filling out the 100 character questionnaires that exist on the internet, or even if I went to a writing conference or whatever it was, I still wouldn't have a finished book. So ideally, you want to avoid getting into this state of busy hustle or this state where you're working hard but not really producing anything meaningful. Instead, your goal should be to get to a place of productive hustle where results are consistently produced and where you're constantly moving forward with your work. So how do we do that? Well, here's a trick I use with both myself and the writers I work with. When it comes time to sit down to write, I don't want you to sit down to just, quote, work on something. Instead, I want you to sit down to actually produce something. So notice that this is just a small shift in the language we use, but it really does make a difference. So for example, I would stop saying things like, tomorrow I'm going to work on chapter one of my novel. Instead, I would say something like, tomorrow I'm going to produce chapter one of my novel. So can you feel the difference between those two? I know it's just a really small tweak, but it really is a powerful difference. So that's roadblock number one. Let's move on to roadblock number two. Reason or roadblock number two is that you're giving yourself too much time to get things done. So many people, especially those who are new to writing, give themselves too much time to get things done. And by that, I mean you might spend three weeks writing one scene because you're going over it a bunch of times and you're not actually moving forward. So while you may be putting in the time to, quote, work on your novel, what you actually produce doesn't line up with the many hours you've been working. So what I'd like you to do is take a look at the things you actually need to do and then assign a time frame in which you'll get those things done. And it's not just about a deadline or a time frame in which to get it done. It's also about the time it takes to get the work done too. So for example, instead of saying, I'm going to finish writing scene number 10 by Thursday, I suggest getting even more specific and maybe even shrinking down your time frame a bit. So instead, say something like, I will write scene number 10 in one hour. I will sit down and produce scene number 10 in that hour. And then don't let yourself go over that time limit. Now, of course, you do need to be realistic about the time frames that you assign things. I mean, some things are naturally going to take longer than others. So just keep that in mind. Now, you might be wondering or worrying about what kind of results can actually be produced if you go this route. And for my fellow perfectionists out there, this can be really tough because you're going to have to embrace the fact that you might produce some B-minus work. And I know that can be super hard to stomach. As a perfectionist myself, I totally get it. But the thing is, and I really want you to hear this, B-minus work can change people's lives. Work that you don't produce or that you don't finish at all does nothing in the world. And to prove that point, I want to share an example from a writer I worked with last year. So she wrote a book that wasn't 100% perfect, and she decided to self-publish it anyway. 
She wanted to move on to the next book and to get a feel for the whole self-publishing process, so she just pushed go. She just went for it. And then once she self-published, she got a few negative reviews, which caused her to feel, you know, a little bit of shame and a little bit of embarrassment and regret. It was kind of like her worst nightmare came true, right? I'm sure you can imagine how that feels. But then one day, she received an email from a reader whose life was changed because of that imperfect book. So long story short, this writer realized that had she waited until her book was 100% ready to go, had she held out for A-plus work only, then that reader's life would have never been affected. And that's when she decided that she was okay producing B-minus, B, B-plus work because she knew it would still produce good enough results and she would still be able to impact readers. Now, you'll have to decide for yourself as to what level of work you're okay with, but for this writer, making this decision to publish B-minus work made a huge difference in her ability to write fiction. And because of that decision, she moved on to self-publishing two more books last year. And not only has she learned a lot about self-publishing, but because she's now written and self-published three books, she's become a way better writer too. So letting go of this need for perfect work actually helped her achieve the kind of writing life that she wanted all along. And I think that's pretty awesome. So the key point here is that when you decide how long something will take, and if you stick to your plan, that's when you're going to see major momentum. And I want you to trust me on that. Now let's move on to roadblock number three. Reason or roadblock number three is that you're avoiding failure and discomfort. Now, of course, no one loves failure and discomfort, but the truth is, if we're going to learn and grow and become stronger writers, then there are going to be moments of failure and times where we're going to need to step outside of our comfort zones. As human beings, our brains are literally wired to avoid any kind of failure or discomfort, but the only way we're going to become successful writers is to fail repeatedly so that we can learn and grow. So what are we supposed to do? Well, we have to show our brains that we aren't going to die because of discomfort and failure. Instead, we have to learn how to move into discomfort and then get comfortable with our discomfort. So here's an example from a writer I worked with last year. She was very much like me in the way that in an ideal world, we'd have all the details of our story worked out before we started writing. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. So my big challenge to her last year was to send in scenes in which not everything was figured out. So for example, since she was writing science fiction, there was a lot of world building stuff to figure out. Descriptions of planets or spaceships or technology that we don't have here on Earth, you know, things like that. Figuring out these details used to hold her up and prevent her from making forward progress on her draft. So instead of stopping to figure things out, I suggested that she start using the letters TK in place of any missing details. Now, you may have heard of using TK before, but just in case you haven't, it stands for to come, meaning that the details are to come. It's TK, not TC, because the letters T and K do not appear next to each other in any word in the English language. So because of that, if you use TK in place of details, you can easily locate the areas that you need to figure out by searching your document for all instances of TK. It's actually a really cool trick and shortcut if you're like this writer where you get hung up on, you know, putting in all the right details at the right time. And you would not believe the progress this writer has made now after learning this little TK trick. She's now, I think, like 75% through a draft and she's just turning in scenes every week and she's like, you know, I don't really know the layout of that spaceship, but I'm going to figure it out by the time I come back around for draft two. 
So it's really taken a lot of pressure off. So anyway, back to the point here is that being uncomfortable is just a part of the writing process. If writing was easy and comfortable all the time, then everybody would do it. So instead of shying away from failure and discomfort, I want you to try to lean into it and view it as part of the learning process. And just think of it this way, like something that you're uncomfortable with this year probably won't even be on your radar next year. So for example, if you've never worked with a beta reader before, it's probably going to feel strange and uncomfortable for the first time. I mean, of course it will. You've never done it before. But the next time you work with beta readers, you're going to know what to expect and it's probably not going to feel uncomfortable anymore. So long story short, just hang in there. Facing failure and discomfort is going to push you to grow and become a better, stronger writer. And remember, failure and discomfort is not going to kill you. So that's it for today's episode. Let's do a quick recap before I let you go. Key point number one is that so much of starting and writing a book is managing your mind. You can understand how to do everything. You can study all the material. But until you understand that what you think about is going to create the emotion that either drives you into action or inaction, you're never going to take productive action. If stress, fear, and panic are fueling the action you take, you're not going to be able to produce results at the level that you want to produce results. The first reason you're probably not taking meaningful action is because you're stuck doing a bunch of busy work that doesn't really move the needle. To get around this, be more specific with what you're doing when you sit down to write. Don't just sit down to work on your book. Instead, sit down to produce something specific. The second reason you're probably not taking meaningful action is because you're giving yourself too much time to get things done. And by that, I mean you're probably aiming for 100% A-plus work that takes 10 times as long as B-minus work would. Now, remember that B-minus work can change people's lives, but work that you don't produce or that you don't finish does absolutely nothing in the world. The third reason you're probably not taking meaningful action is that you're avoiding feelings of failure and discomfort. And this is totally normal. We all do it. But without failure and discomfort, we don't learn and grow and we don't become better, stronger writers. So find a way to embrace this part of the process and remember that failure and discomfort will not kill you. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.